You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. Children of all ages, in association with G4D, Grounds for Discussion Podcast, we welcome you, one and all, to Chrismica, a tribute to the holidays, starring Adam Goldman and John Milky. We join our boys as they reminisce on holidays past, drinking, of course, copious amounts of coffee. Once upon a time, in a quiet town called Orlando, two friends started a podcast, like most friends who find each other funny do. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Far too, far too kind. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's good to be here. Good to be here. Good to be here. Oh, buddy. Hey. Happy Christmaka. Happy Christmaka to you, John. Welcome, everyone. To <laughs> or is it Merry Christmaka? Merry Christmaka. Or is it jovial Christmaka? Merry Happy Christmaka. All right, the Merry Happy Christmaka. Happy there we Hanukkah, go. Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, yeah, Happy yeah. Merry Christmaka. Yeah, you got to combine them together. Perf. Combined together. So welcome everybody to a special holiday episode of G4D, aka Grounds for Discussion. Discussion. We're your two hosts. He's Adam. I'm John. Normally, we would discuss music while drinking lots of coffee, but this time around, we're sipping eggnog while enjoying a nice, warm... Fire? No, vinyl. The sweet sound of the record snapping and Mm. popping as it plays provides all the coziness that we need. Plus, we live in Florida. Yeah, well, let's drink this uh, coffee eggnog here. It's it's, it's coffee. Oh. You, you just got to go along with the theming, folks, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just go yeah. with it. This is really good, though. Yeah, this is really good, because normally I find eggnog just really disgusting, but not coffee, mm. especially when that coffee is made by Adam himself. Oh, mm. thanks, thanks. Yeah, this is, um, it's my uh, it's my favorite brewing method, actually. It's it's my favorite brewer, too. It's my Chemex. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's really unique. Uh, there was actually, you know, Chemex usually come in six cup, 10 cup, 12 cup. 
but this one had a factory error. So oh, okay. it's actually a seven cup. Hmm. So it like extracts the oil a little better and does some crazy magic, you know. Does it make the coffee stronger too? It does, it does, you hmm. know, but that explains all those uh really crazy images I was seeing the other day. Yeah, that might help too, but you know, it's really I think, you know, especially when you're making coffee, you know, the key is consistency. So you know, I hope Hanukkah Harry or Santa Claus, you know, brings me a coffee scale this year because I could really use a scale to, you know, up my game. And with the seven cup Chemex, like, you know, the possibilities are endless. Oh, I know. I know they are. Yeah. Well, this is, as always, a really fine cup of coffee. <sighs> and I'm very excited to do this episode with you, buddy, because honestly, I think this episode is not only going to be fun and holiday themed and maybe we'll learn a really valuable lesson as time goes along. Oh, we can only hope. <laughs> we can only hope. But it's also a good time to reminisce. I mean, that's what the holidays are all about, right? About feeling sentimental, talking about the same things that you talk about every year, listening to the same music you listen to every year. Yeah, right? just turn on the 107.7 and you got Christmas music all day, every day. Speaking of, they were playing a rendition of Last Christmas by Jimmy E. World yesterday. Did not know that was a thing. What? I don't know how I felt about it either. How does it go? Um, just imagine... Uh, let's see. Can I do a Jimmy World impression? Let's see. I'm I'm, I'm going to give it a shot here. Going to give it a shot. Let me palm muting on it. <laughs> yeah, lots of palm muting. Of course. So it's like last Christmas. Like it's like kind of like whiny. Last Christmas, I gave my heart. There you go. There I you go. I feel like I've heard that before. Yes, and I thought it was kind of interesting because it had like a very Jimmy World esque instrumental part at the end of it. Hmm. I was kind of surprised that. The radio even played this rendition because it doesn't really sound radio friendly. But then again, to your point, they're playing Christmas nonstop. They you have s- been. You, since, you start what? running out of uh, songs. Yeah, at some been, point, right? Because they've been playing it what since right after Thanksgiving, something like that. Or it's either right after, right on Thanksgiving. Who knows? I mean, Christmas can technically start on uh, November seventeenth, so who knows when they started it? Yeah, up. exactly. I I find that. The old adage is really true that every year you're seeing Christmas stuff more and more earlier. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think that Christmas in July is just going to keep on becoming more of a thing, too, as time goes along as well. You'll start prepping for Christmas in July. Yes, yeah. yes, well, yes, well, by the time my daughter is my age, I guarantee you Christmas in July will be a national holiday. Oh, I can Would... only hope for the children's sake. <laughs> for, for the children's sake. <laughs> so... We will definitely be talking about music as time goes along, but I wanted to kind of use this session right here to just kind of talk to you. I know a lot about you, buddy, but I got to be honest, I don't know a lot about Hanukkah. Oh, well, John, if you've never seen the Rugrats Hanukkah special, let me tell you what it's all about, all right? (laughs) So basically, most of the Jewish holidays go as this. They tried to kill us. They didn't. Let's eat. And Hanukkah could not be further from that point. So basically, the Jews, of course, were enslaved in, uh, I believe, like the like Roman time period. Okay. And there was a huge war uh, led by the hero whose name was Judah Maccabee. He's kind of like, and his army was called the Maccabees. And under the rule of Roman Empire, uh, Jews were not allowed to practice Judaism or do anything like that. So uh, coincidentally, where Dreidel came from, which is why there's Hebrew letters on there. They would use the toys as a device to teach kids Hebrew. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, you know, oh, we're just playing with our dreidels. <laughs> Dumb Romans, you know. 
<laughs> so there was a huge war. We gained our independence. And the Great Temple, there was a menorah with oil only mm-hmm. slated to last for one day. But can you guess how many days it lasted? One, two, three, four, eight? Yeah! Eight <gasps> nights of Hanukkah! <laughs> eight, or as some would say, eight crazy nights. Serious question. How do you not like get some phlegm in your throat when you say it like that? I do every time. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Because yeah. yeah. I can't, like, I don't, when I do something like that, I immediately feel it. It's yeah. not even me trying to be funny. I'm just saying that's oh, immediately no, I feel, what happens. Trust me. I feel it every okay, time. Okay. All right. It, it's, it's our curse to bear, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Yeah, so that's kind of how Hanukkah came about, and oil is the significant part of it. Mm-hmm. So we make things like potato latkes, which are basically potato pancakes, uh, jelly donuts as well, are something that you typically eat. Mm. And it's just a time to kind of get together and light the menorah. The present aspect it didn't really come in until the 60s-ish when you know Christmas was taking over, and it's like, oh, it falls around the same time, so... Gotcha. Yeah. And for those wondering why Hanukkah is a different day every year, uh, the Jewish calendar follows the lunar calendar. So that is why it changes every year. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Because it started really early this year, I felt like. December 2nd. Yeah. It's wow. over. We're over already. And you have eight Target, nights of presents? Ta- eight nights of pre- uh, Typically, that's what people do. It depends on each family and stuff. And typically, the last night is like the big one. But mm-hmm. yeah, Target and uh, Walmart and Publix already cleared off their one shelf of Hanukkah stuff and put it back in the <laughs> cellar until they're ready to open it up again. So, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> it's very hard to buy Hanukkah stuff, cute Hanukkah stuff. That's the problem. It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, sorry for me just not really having much. No, no, it's all good. It. I, I am happy to spread the word. Yeah. It, it's, it's always been one of those kind of things. I, I've had friends that were Jewish, obviously, before you. You're not the only Jewish friend I have. Sorry to break it to you. Excuse me? <laughs> but I do, I, I I feel like I remember some of those aspects, like learning them, but I didn't I didn't know the stuff about the dreidel. I honestly didn't know that. Mm, like, yeah. you were the first person to tell me that. And I think that's a really, really interesting that there's like, I don't know, that there's this grand scope to it. You yeah, it's I mean? not like one of those things. You don't just light the candle thing and then you get mm-hmm. presents. And when you do, so you basically you light one candle each night. So the first night you would light one candle. The second night you would light two candles with the second night being the first one you light and so on and so forth. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because I feel like Christmas, you've, you've got these people. I just built some coffee on myself. You've got some people here that, um, you know, like you either got people that are like oh it's for celebrating jesus birthday or some people are just like it's a pagan holiday anybody can sell it celebrate it right pagan that's the right word right sure yeah or when pilgrim holiday whatever that is because you know you got all these people that kind of go back and forth on that you know a lot yeah. of people say that oh well it didn't start out for jesus birthday and then you got some people that are like well jesus couldn't have been born in december it's mighty cold out in december <laughs> so who knows the way that i've always looked at it is like christmas for me i mean my family wasn't very particularly religious but you know i mean we may go to church on that day and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but for the most part you know i think it was really meant as a time for being with family yeah that's kind of hanukkah too it's always nice usually the first night we'll do like a big dinner Mm -hmm. we'll get together and eat yeah, not that I'm undermining or devaluing the religious aspect to it no, at all, no, no. And, and not not in the least. Holidays are about family and being around the ones you love. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's to me that's the thing that I like the most. I think growing up, especially as I've gotten older, Adam, you really just start appreciating that more and more as time goes along. Yeah. Uh, I Growing up, I would typically always go to my uncle's and my uncle and aunt's house uh, back when I lived up in New Jersey. They kind of lived up kind of like in the mountain area of New Jersey. We would always go up there on Christmas Eve. And it was just like, I have so many fond memories of doing that. Um, my I only have one cousin from that side of the family and we would see her all the time and my grandmother would be there. My grandmother was just always fun at parties Mm. when she was alive. She just was always just the life of the party and wanted to dance and just have a good time. Hey, hey, cheers to your grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers to my grandmother. Cheers to all grandmothers. Mm. I definitely miss her a lot. Adam. Adam. Mm. Uh, The first holiday that she wasn't around was, was definitely tough. It was definitely tough. I yeah. mean, that's that's one thing where losing any kind of grandparent is tough, but when they're not around for the holidays, that's that's the worst. Yeah, that's the worst. Um, so yeah, not to get all, not to get all sad. No. Well, hey, ha- like happier here. times. Yes, this is your daughter's first Christmas this yes, year. Yes, so exactly. that's very exciting, yeah. and you guys bring can it back around. Make some new traditions. Well, it's technically not her first Christmas, but she was only two months old true, true, for true, her true, first true. Christmas. Right. So this time around, you know, she's a little bit older. She's loving Christmas, absolutely loving it. It's so funny that our Christmas tree, just like about three-fourths of it, has ornaments on the bottom half, obviously, really not having <laughs> any whatsoever, uh, just because she's grabbing them. and Babies don't like to eat them. glass? Well, it's just kind of like she wants to just bring it down and kind of just play with it like a toy. Ah, I got you, so, got you. One of them she dropped. I mean, it didn't break, break, but it did have like the top part, like the metal part on top of the ornament come off. And my daughter is so particular already about certain things. Like she saw that and she was like very much like, something's wrong. Fix it, please. Oh, no. Like she starts uh, doing that like face like, ah, this is broken. It's, it's, it's cute. Like it's like you want to laugh and, you know, just kind of smile about it. Because it's just so adorable, but at the same time, you know, okay, I got, it, I, got it, I got it, I'll do it, I'll do no, it, I'll no, take care of it. I need to clean it. Go, yeah, go, yeah. go. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. I'll fix it. I promise. And yeah, that's what I'm really looking forward to this year. You know, seeing her getting to experience Christmas more at an older age, and obviously she'll appreciate it even more as she gets older. But I'm really hoping my goal as a dad is to really make christmas special for her every year because for me you know obviously as you're growing up you love toys you love getting gifts and when you're younger that's what it's all about that's the one thing you're looking forward to that and time off from school school stinks man yeah man so i really look forward to just kind of giving her memories that'll last a lifetime because that's how it's always been for me as well like i always feel a little homesick now being down here in florida homesick for for new jersey and the time that i would spend my family my aunt and uncle and all that i think that was a bruce springsteen song homesick for new jersey oh yeah probably and, yeah. <laughs> and if it's not he's literally writing it right now because we know <laughs> that bruce listens to our podcast what up cousin brucey that reminds me too i need to watch his uh new special it's got a netflix special of him yes. on broadway yeah we might need to talk about that i think we do yeah. i think we do and yeah i you know i don't mean to harp on this too much i I think we're pretty much wrapping up on this conversation here. But for me, Christmas is kind of just, it's almost more universal. 
You know what I mean? Like, I think it is one of those kind of things where it is good to finally have that slowdown at the end of the year and actually spend time with people. It's like it's technically, well, I mean, some places anyway, give you those two days off right back to back. And it's just kind of like finally slow down and spend time with people that you love. Amen. So, and that's and that's what the holidays should always be about. That's a good tradition. Yes. I like that. And, then, you know, I'm going to enjoy my tradition, too, of uh, going to the movies, eating <laughs> Chinese food, because they're the only two things that are open. Yeah. I, I, I have a good buddy of mine. His name is uh, Simon. Uh, what up, Simon? He, he lives out in Seattle now, but... Um, he was a great friend of mine when I grew up in uh, New Jersey and he would say that exact same thing. He's, he, I remember there was one Christmas and I was like, oh, so, you know, like, you know, what are you doing over the holiday break and all that kind of stuff? And he's like, well, we're going to do a typical Jewish thing and <laughs> eat Chinese food and go to the movies. Amen. <laughs> so, yeah. And um, well, this year too, Carrie and I will be watching, I bought her all the claymation Christmas movies. Good call. So like, we're going to watch those. We have Christmas jammies. Oh, so. look at that. Yeah. They're Harry Potter ones too. Doing it up right. You know, yeah. I haven't really watched any Christmas movies this year oh. so far. I need to catch up. We watched the uh, Vanessa Hudgens Christmas special. <laughs> Highly recommend. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, it's it's basically like Parent Trap meets Princess Diaries. <laughs> this sounds amazing. Oh my god, let me tell you. Uh, yeah, you, you're such a good boyfriend. You really deserve that phrase that's on your mind. My favorite right part now. of the movie is she's a baker from Chicago, right? Mm hmm. So sometimes you forget she's from Chicago, so she wears a hat that specifically just says Chicago. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> real subtle, real subtle. <laughs> Very. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even, and, I, and I'm not even kidding about that best boyfriend ever mug here folks. He literally is drinking from a mug that says best boyfriend ever. Mm -hmm. I think it's deserving if you're going to watch Vanessa Hudgens. This <laughs> is special. Worth every drop. <laughs> so, what, like, what was her uh, job in the movie? Was she a barista and she had a shirt that said barista on You're it? Very close. She was a baker. <laughs> ah, so she wore an apron everywhere. <laughs> Not everywhere, but when she was baking. She had her own store. She was very well established, you know, oh, well, in the heart of Chicago. Good, good for Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, she's killing it. Uh, so, so, who ended up being the love interest in it? Well, Some, it, I like, don't want to spoil anything for you, John, but let's just say when she gets confused as the princess of Belgravia, which I don't <laughs> think is an actual real town, oh, man. let's let's say the hijinks ensue. So they didn't even attempt to come up with a name there. Like they just Belgravia, looked around the room Genovia, and they were like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were just like, uh, a bell. Uh, oh, gravy. Gravy. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what had happened <laughs> uh, good stuff good stuff uh yeah well you know i i think that's a great love story right there and i'm sure it's very thoroughly entertaining but you know what i still find entertaining adam and i feel like we should add our two cents in on it too christmas music Ooh, yeah let's have a chat about christmas music what do you feel how do you feel is there a song you like is there a song you don't like uh, so there are a lot of Christmas songs I don't like. Oh, man. But from a Christmas perspective, um, without kind of going into like a formal top five Christmas songs kind of list, basically for me, I'm a huge fan of the classics. Huge, huge fan. So anything that's by Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra has quite a bit of great Christmas music. Same yeah. with Dean Martin, too, as well. I'm also a big fan 
of oh geez blanking on his name Bing Crosby oh he's, yeah he's yeah. got a great album with the Andrews sisters and a jingle bells jingle bells it's, it's, yeah it's so I would say fun. Vince Guaraldi trio the Peanuts soundtrack is just <sighs> quintessential oh yeah it, it it absolutely is it is really one of those kind of records that never gets old mm-hmm. I've listened to that thing countless times and I just keeps me coming coming in back again and again and again i think it's uh <laughs> i think it's so funny just how weird not uh, not weird but what's the word that i'm looking for those kids on the track it's almost oh, like it's almost like i'm watching a horror movie but also <laughs> getting ready for the holidays and i think that's what i like about it i i, I that's what i think i like it sounded about like it, it was re- like the vocals were recorded through a toaster <laughs> Just like as haunting, like, and he's got a lot of great stuff that because he pretty much did the soundtrack for all the animated movies, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince Guaraldi Trio, yeah, yeah. He, I always mess up his name. He also does a great soundtrack for the Thanksgiving movie, great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. There's so many great songs that he has done. There was actually a really good live album that was put out by him and his band, and it sounds very intimate. I always really like listening to that album because it almost sounds like the recording in, I don't know, a small room and in between the tracks, you get people clapping and stuff like that. Right. But it just sounds amazing live. It's a really one of those well-done live recording albums that I feel like doesn't get talked enough about, mm-hmm. but it's also because his body of work is just so consistent and so good. I'm also a huge fan of the Home Alone soundtrack by John Williams. Oh, yeah. That's a good Christmas very, one, very too. One. Um there's also some great songs on that uh, soundtrack as well that are, you know, your standards like Brandon Lee's uh, Rockin' Around the, the Christmas, Christmas Tree. tree. Uh, I like Jingle Bell Rock. I like Jingle That's Bell Rock, too. That's a good one, too. too. Uh, Run Run Rudolph is also on that, too, the, uh, the Chuck Berry song. Mm-hmm. That's another great classic song as This one's well. not really a classic, per se, but This Christmas by Patti LaBelle. If you've not seen that video of her singing it live... Look it up on YouTube. It is hilarious. Yeah. She doesn't know the words. So she's like <laughs> reading off cue cards. Uh-huh. And like these singers come in. She's like, where's my background singers this Christmas? She's like, I just missed my cue. You gotta keep me fast with the cue cards. <laughs> and it's like on live TV. Look it up. It's great. Well, I guess at that point when you've really done everything you can in your career, you can get away with something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just like she, she doesn't have anything else to prove. She She's probably what? older at that point in her 60s if i had to take a guess something like that so yeah look and n- nobody can blame her nobody can give her a hard time Mm-mm. but i think he did show it to me it was it was really funny yeah i'm also a big 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 fan of anything from white christmas white christmas has become one of those kind of holiday movies that i just absolutely love now i've never seen it really yeah it's great. So Bing Crosby's in it. Um, Danny Kay, I think his name is in it. Rosemary Clooney, who every time I see her, I swear I'm looking at George Clooney of the wig. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's it's the features that have been passed down that lineage like are just so distinct. Hmm. Like she really looks a lot like George Clooney. I think it's his aunt, maybe. I don't think it's his mom. I can't remember. I could be completely wrong, but White Christmas is. One of those movies that I had to watch every year now. And I really didn't see it until a couple of years ago. But it's a very interesting Christmas movie. It's like two hours long, which is kind of long for these sort of things. And it's also a war movie, too. Oh. 
because it starts out in World War II, and Danny Kaye gets rescued by Bing Crosby, and he uses him being saved as like a favor for kind of building up his music career, and two of them become kind of like this dual traveling show, uh, you know, going playing at you know Las Vegas and all these other places, and they're hit across the country. And, you know, they're making lots of money. But you know what? Bing Crosby, he's getting older and he still hasn't found a woman. Oh. Time to get together, Bing Crosby. Come on, Get yourself Bing. a woman. <laughs> get with it. So, and... Download enter. Tinder like the rest of us, you old fart. <laughs> enter Rosemary Clooney and I totally forget the other actress's name. That's also there, too. They play sisters and, you know, they end up fall in love but then there's something that happens and splits them apart oh no but then they all get back together in the end oh. i don't want to spoil it for you i think it's on netflix you need to watch it white christmas all right yeah it's actually really good hmm. i feel like his rendition of white christmas is still perfect there's nobody who comes in closer to it i'm not really a fan of some of the newer covers of christmas songs yeah some of them can be pretty questionable how do how do we feel about uh simply having a wonderful christmas time okay i know i should hate it a lot of people do right but i don't i don't i don't exactly hate it i just can't listen to it more than once in like a three hour span of time like if it just comes on it's like cool if it's like another hour and it comes on no (laughs) i get it i get it especially when you work in retail like i have like that song's a nightmare every 40 minutes the songs in retail that really, really bothered me were like the really overly processed pop renditions of Christmas songs. Oof. I always hated what was it the Little Drummer Boy, mm-hmm. but it was like like the orchestral, so it was like. Boom, boom, like that song drove me nuts. Yeah, that would drive me nuts too. Although I can't listen to that song anymore the same way after The Office kind of ruined it for me. Oh, I, yeah. Angela's I just think favorite of, song. Yeah, Angela's singing it from The Office. I, I also am not a fan of Mariah Carey's uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. See, that's another song like Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. I can listen to it once and I'm good, but like if it comes on again in another hour, it's like, okay, slow down. I just... Hmm. I like the epicness of it. I do like the epicness of that. I will agree with you. I just think people have overblown it. See, I don't know if it's overblown, but it's slowly becoming a classic Christmas song. You know what I mean? Like mm. kind of that in your vein of Jingle Bells or, you know, Run Run Rudolph. Like it's definitely setting its mark. So I don't I don't think it's a bad song necessarily. Yeah, I I agree. I Yeah, it's probably in that classic territory as much as I hate to admit it. Yeah. I just Everybody talks about it all the time. Yeah. And it's like, let it just do its thing. Don't, don't. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's just what it is for me. I guess that's part of the reason why I like all these classic Christmas tunes a lot too. Yeah. And maybe this sounds really hipster of me, but it's just because like those classic Christmas songs by Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra and all of them aren't played as often now. I feel like as Mariah They're like Carey. little treats when you yeah. hear them on the radio. It is. Well, and I think the other thing is too, is that, there's a certain amount of charm that went into what they did. Yeah. Like it feels very warm and homey and natural yeah. as opposed to just processed. It does. Yeah. It really does. There's a Dean Martin album that I had shared on our Instagram that, you know, kind of features all the typical stuff that you would think of on there. 
And it's one of those kind of records that just to your point feels very, very, very warm. And not every song on there is like directly related to Christmas mm. or, you know, even snow for that matter, but it just feels perfect. It's slow. It takes its time. And I don't know what it is about it, but it just it's perfect. Yeah. The way it is. You know what's what I really don't like or like enjoying? It's like the Mannheim steamroller and what's the other one? Oh, uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra? Yeah, I can't do those. It's just too... Ugh. It just... It sounds like an idea a Greta Van Fleet fan would bring up. Yeah. <laughs> what if Jingle Bells was here, but it had, like, synthesizers and rock guitars? <laughs> or what's the one? Carol the Bells. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's just too much for me. I, I get why people like it, but it's just... Mm. I I think it's just Christmas needs to stay in that kind of classic form. Now, there are albums that I listen to quite a bit during Christmas, including, surprise, surprise, it's not a Christmas album, but you know me. <laughs> and if you're playing G4D Bingo, this is where you cross off the John <laughs> Talks About Boards of Canada. <laughs> I will listen to Boards of Canada. Music has the right to children. I love that album so much. It is so special and dear to me. And for whatever reason, it's just such a winter album for me it's just perfect it's just i would love to have that thing mounted up on the wall get it in this nice frame it's just it's one of those kind of albums i always have to show off to somebody you know yeah you do talk about it a lot i i do i do and surprisingly i'm actually not wearing my boards of canada shirt right now i'm surprised you aren't either it's just that's the album that it's just perfect i got this special edition version and i don't know man i i need it there to me Boards of Canada is also a part of Christmas. Huh. I can dig it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I need to actually use the restroom, sir. Oh, okay. Yeah. So sorry. I don't I don't know what it is. I feel like maybe it's just all the excitement. Too much holiday cheer. Too I'll, much holiday cheer. I'll I'll be right back. I'm gonna put down Sure, yeah, yeah. Headphones. Sounds good. I'll be right back. Sure. Ah, what a good guy that John Milky is. There he goes. Ah, man, I wish I could get him something nice for Christmas cut this year. I really can't afford it, though. Man, I know how much he loves that Boards of Canada album and how much he wants to show it off and let it glisten. Hmm. You know, that Chemex I have is worth a good amount of money. I bet I could sell it. Yeah, let's 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 see here. How much is this worth? Oh, wow, that's worth a pretty penny. Hmm, let's let's go to Craigslist here. I wonder how, how I could... Ooh, what's this? Looking for a limited run factory error 7 ke- cup Chemex. Oh, wow. Let me contact this guy. Dear coffee snob hipster 45. I have the said Chemex. Would love to talk. Ha, perfect. Oh, man, I can't wait. John's going to love that frame I'm going to get him for that Boards of Canada record. Good. Can't wait. Oh, oh, he's coming back in. Sorry about that. No, you're good. You're good. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, sir. Hey, I'm sure you paused your recording right there, right? Yeah, sure did. Ah, cool, man. Yeah. Ah, 
Ah, this cup of coffee, man. I am having a love affair with this cup of coffee. Well, don't right. tell your wife on that one. Yuck, 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 yuck. Yuck, 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 yuck. Speaking of love. <sighs> yes. Not too many people are in love with this following song that I'm about to mention. Rudolph the Red-Nosed like... Reindeer? Well, actually, people aren't that in love with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer right now either. <laughs> they sure aren't. <laughs> Apparently, it's what? Um, something like it's anti. It's like it's like it's like bullying. It's like He's anti-dentite. <laughs> uh, there had to be a Seinfeld reference at some point out here. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people. Oh, Festivus! <laughs> That's a holiday tradition right there. That's a great one. <laughs> it really, really is. Uh, it's so good. I don't. I don't know, Frank. This holiday's a little... <laughs> but, yeah, a lot of people, they're not in love with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and they're also not in love with Baby It's Cold Outside. Oh. We're really going to talk about that? But, Adam, everybody else is, and you know we have to talk about it, too. I don't... I'm going to disagree on that, John. I, I, don't, I, I don't think there's anything else we can add to the conversation. It's... One of those things, I just don't, I don't want to talk about it. Adam, I know, but we're a music podcast. It's important. It's controversial right now. You got people who love it. You got people that hate it. I think you just got those people that just think it's terrible. But honestly, Adam, I think we need to talk about it. I'm going to disagree with you on that. I feel like everyone said what they needed to say about it, and I don't want to add to the dialogue. It's like Kanye West. But Adam, it's cold outside. John, I'm telling you, man, we don't want to go down this path of talking about this song and what it means and just, you know, how it was a different time. But Adam, it's cold outside. I, I just can't do it. It's it's one of those things like it's is it terrible? Sure. Is it bad? Maybe. But I, I don't want to add to dialogue about it. Let's talk about it's cold outside. I see. I'm going to say no to you on that, sir. <laughs> but Adam, it's cold outside. Oh, John, I can't. Oh, I'll be right back. I can't do this. <laughs> Oh, wow. Mm, I don't think I've ever seen him like that before. Oh, sometimes the holidays can be a little touchy. Mm, maybe I shouldn't have mentioned it. What do you think, folks? Am I, am I in the wrong gear? I probably am. Ugh, well, hopefully he'll be okay. It was just, I thought it was important, you know? That's, that's what we do, right? We talk about music on this podcast, so that's what I thought we'd do. But, well, hey, at least this gives me some time to think about the gift that I'm going to get for Adam. And right now, I, I know how much he loves that Chemex. I got to get him that scale for it. I know he's been wanting it so bad. I, I got to do it. I got to do it. But it's just so rare. I can't find it anywhere. I don't know. Maybe you folks out there have seen it. and Maybe you can let me know. But I'm running out of time. Christmas is almost here. I got to get this for him now. I, you know what? I know exactly what I got to do. I don't want to do it, but I need to do it. I got to sell my special edition vinyl of Boards of Canada. I got to do it. I got to do it for Adam. He means that much to me, and he needs that scale. And I feel like it would just really, I, he would, yeah, I got to do it. I got to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sell it because he means that much to me, and he's really the best co-host a guy could ask for. Even though he doesn't want to talk about baby, it's cold outside with me. Yeah, 
Okay. All right. It's decided. That's what I'm doing. Hey, Adam. Come on. Come back. Well, that's a mighty fine predicament our two hosts have found themselves in. Will they truly trade in their valuable possessions for gifts for each other? Will they truly discover the true meaning of Chrismica? Will John's heart grow three times the size for Ed Sheeran? Stay tuned for part two. And just a reminder, you can follow our boys on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search G4D Podcast. They also have a really cool website called G4DPodcast.com. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on their channels. See ya, folks, real soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of G4D, Grounds for Discussion with Adam and John. Stay up to date on future episodes and all our caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4Dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.